It's so good to worship with you all here in person and all of you who are worshiping with us online as well. Today we will conclude our sermon series called Faithful. We've been talking about faith for several weeks now. And today on this first Sunday of Advent, when we are lifting up the Advent theme of hope, I want to draw your attention to one of the most famous verses about faith in the whole Bible. It's Hebrews 11.1, 1, and I'm going to go ahead and read Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 7 from the New Revised Standard Version. And the title of today's sermon is Hopeful Faith, Getting Our Hopes Up. Hear these words from Holy Scripture. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith, our ancestors received approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's, through this, he received approval as righteous, God himself giving approval to his gifts. He died, but through his faith, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death. He was not found because God had taken him, for it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, warned by God about events as yet unseen, respected the warning and built an ark to save his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that is in accordance with faith. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Don't get your hopes up. How many times have you heard that said? How many times have you said it? Don't get your hopes up. It's a way to guard against the devastation of disappointment. I think he's going to ask me to marry him tonight. Hey, don't get your hopes up. I think our team is good enough this year to win the championship. Hey, don't get your hopes up. I was right on the edge of a B and an A in history, but you know what? I, I think I made straight A's on my report card. Hey, don't get your hopes up. My interview went extremely well, and to be honest, I really think I'm going to get this job. Hey, 
Don't get your hopes up. The reason for this refrain is that getting our hopes up can be a formula for a real letdown. But in the big picture, in the big picture, humanity needs hope. Human beings need air, water, food, shelter, and we also need hope. We need it now as much as ever. The website BibleGateway.com allows users to search the Bible for certain key words in a variety of scripture translations. Journalist Emily McFarland Miller reports that in the very difficult year of 2020, the two most searched terms on the site remained the same as in previous years, love and peace. But the word hope jumped up into the number three slot. The content manager for the site, Jonathan Peterson, said, you could say people are looking for hope more this year than they have in the previous couple of years. Indeed, since 2020, many are earnestly searching for hope Hope that is real, hope that is bright, hope that's not too likely to disappoint. One of the many gifts of the Christian faith is the sparkling hope it entails. Hebrews 11.1 may be the closest the Bible comes to offering a definition of faith. And the verse begins by saying, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Immediately we see that faith is inextricably connected to hope. Without faith there is no hope. And without hope there is no faith. If faith is the assurance of things hoped for then in order to have faith we need to have some things hoped for. Each of us may have certain hopes for our own lives. We may hope that we make good grades or that we marry the right person. We may hope that we have a nice home, good health, an accomplished career, and delightful grandchildren. But as Christians, we have a specific set of things hoped for, that stretch beyond the many anticipations of earthly life. Christian hope outstretches aspiration. Christian hope transcends optimism. Christian hope is the expectation that God's good future lies before us despite all appearances to the contrary. The 16th century French reformer John Calvin wrote, Faith calls us to far off things which we have not yet attained. Yes, faith not only looks upward to the God of transcendence, but also looks forward to the God of the future. 
the Greek term translated assurance, etymologically indicates a foundation, something we stand on. So faith is the foundation of our hope. To have Christian faith is to expect the good things God has promised us to be fully realized in the future. And what are these good things hoped for, which our faith assures? In the book of Hebrews, things hoped for include salvation, the world to come, Sabbath rest, eternal inheritance, ultimate redemption, the heavenly Jerusalem, and God's unshakable kingdom. The book of Revelation further envisions people of every tribe, nation, and language all worshiping God together as one. The book of Revelation envisions a new heaven and a new earth representing God's new creation. It envisions a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven which represents the perfect society. It envisions a tree of life that is for the healing of the nations. And it says God will dwell with us and make God's home among mortals and wipe every tear from our faces and eliminate pain, sorrow, and death. Jesus adds that the kingdom of heaven is like a wedding feast, a great ongoing party of joy. And he says in John chapter 14, That in his father's house there are many dwelling places and he has gone there to prepare a place for us so that where he is, there we may be also. As Christians, we have an awesome list of things hoped for. So awesome, in fact, that somebody might say, hey, hey, don't get your hopes up. But the second phrase in Hebrews 11.1, 1, says that faith is the conviction of things not seen. Christian faith is convinced that God has good things for us farther down the road that we can't presently see from our current vantage point. These good things are a little over the hill or a little around the next corner the new heaven and the new earth are not within our line of sight right now nor is the new Jerusalem nor the wiping away of all of our tears nor the healing of the nations these things hoped for are invisible to the eye but accessible to faith faith is the assurance of these things for which we hope. The Greek term translated assurance carries the legal connotation of a guarantee. It suggests that we have the guarantee of eternal life because we trust God who promises it. God's promises are so reliable and God's word is so dependable that God's future is unavoidable. There's only anticipating it and not anticipating it. Anticipating it is what we Christians call hope. What faith is to God, 
hope is to God's future. In fact, verse 6 says that faith involves believing that God rewards those who seek God. Did you know that? Essential to faith is the expectation of future reward. This future-oriented belief is exemplified by the heroes of faith listed throughout Hebrews chapter 11. Noah, for example, is listed in verse 7. God told Noah to build an ark because a great flood was coming in the future. Noah believed God's promise and built the ark before the rain ever fell. Abraham and Sarah are mentioned in verses 8 and following. God told them to journey to a distant land God would give them later. And further told them to expect a biological child from whom many descendants would come, although they were both past the age of 90. Sounds like a perfect time for a level-headed friend to come over and say, Abraham, Sarah, hey, don't get your hopes up. But they believed God's word. They trusted God's promise. And they journeyed toward the promised land. Even before their baby Isaac uttered his first cries. As Bible scholar F.F. Bruce says, their faith consisted simply in taking God at his word and directing their lives accordingly. Not only do these heroes of faith show us how to trust God and direct our lives accordingly toward God's good future, but they also show us how to persevere through suffering along the way. Joseph is mentioned in verse 22. Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He was falsely accused of doing something he did not do. And he was wrongfully put in prison for a period of time. Yet he kept moving forward and was ultimately vindicated. The future hope of our faith, the expectation of future reward motivates us to press on despite the many pains, sufferings, and adversities of life. In his book entitled, Opening Blind Eyes, Pastor John Claypool told the story of a medieval woman who happened upon a Benedictine monk one day. She fell down before him and she blurted out, Please tell me, a holy father, what do you men of God do up there in that monastery on the hill? It appears to be so close to heaven. How do you spend your days and hours? The monk replied, I will tell you, my child. We fall down and we get up. We fall down and we get up. We fall down and we get up. This type of tenacious persistence is critical because our things hoped for are not yet things actualized. Faith must not shrink back 
slip back or slide back in the face of adversity, but rather must persevere onward toward the actualization of our hope. Journalist Sarah Badalini recently reported on the growing trend of de-baptism in Italy. Have you heard of this? The term de-baptism describes the intentional and formal act of disassociating with the church. More and more Catholics in Italy are requesting to be removed from church affiliation. Their reasons vary, but the general desire is to officially forsake Christianity. Pietro Gropi, a 23-year-old, asked himself, do I believe or not? His answer was no. So he became debaptized back in May. One estimate suggests that 100,000 people have been debaptized in Italy. This is lamentable, not only because they are disavowing their Christian faith, but also because they are disowning their Christian hope. Maybe part of the reason is that people don't want to get their hopes up about God and heaven and eternal life. Evidently, there was a similar problem back when the book of Hebrews was first written. In Hebrews 3, the author urges Christians not to have an unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. In Hebrews chapter 6, the author expresses concern about Christians who have tasted the word of God and then have fallen away from the faith. This is why we get the famous words in Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, which say, Let us run with perseverance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Christians can persevere in our journey toward God's good future because Christ is not only the starter of our faith, but also the finisher of it. Christ is not only the beginning of our faith, but also the end of it. Christ is not only the originator of our faith, but also the consummator of it. Christ is not only the first chapter of faith, but also the last chapter of it. Christ is not only the opening scene of faith, but also the closing scene of faith. Christ is not only the alpha, but also the omega. Not only the A, but also the Z. Christ is the crucified Savior of the past, the living Savior of the present, and the coming Savior savior of the future in other words christ is not only our faith christ is also our hope we are anticipating his glorious return that's why advent is such a holy season the word advent means arrival and we are anticipating christ's arrival the word Advent means coming, and we are expecting Christ's coming. Christ said he would return for us so that where he is, there we may be also. Christ said we would see him coming on the clouds with glory. We trust his word, and we are counting 
on his promise. And we are directing our lives accordingly in the meantime. Our future is assured because the one who has promised is faithful. The one who has come is coming. And the one who began a good work in us will carry it to completion. Whatever the future may bring, it will bring Christ. We all need the hope of Christ right now. The promise of his glorious coming. The prospect of people of every tribe, nation, and language all worshiping together as one. The prospect of a new heaven and a new earth. The anticipation of the new Jerusalem, the expectation of tears being wiped away and pain and sorrow and death being wiped out and a, a heavenly feast that goes on joyfully into the ages of the ages. This great hope is a gift of God, a manifestation of divine grace, but it must be embraced intentionally. To embrace hope is to consciously believe that the future belongs to the living God. To embrace hope is to make a deliberate stand upon the foundation of faith, a deliberate decision involving risk and boldness and trust. Back in September, my wife Dana took our daughters Maggie and Nora back to school shopping. Maggie was going to start ninth grade and Nora was going to start sixth grade. Two major transitions amid the ongoing difficulties and uncertainties of this terrible pandemic. And she took them out and they went back to school shopping and I got home later that day. And they had found some clothes they needed, which was great. They'd gotten some school supplies they needed, which was great. And they'd also picked up one other thing. It's a wall decoration. And it was already hanging on our living room wall when I got home. It's a quote from C.S. Lewis that says, There are far, far better things ahead of us than any we leave behind. And I'm in this pulpit today to tell you that it's true. The things ahead of us are better things, good things, great things, glorious things, beautiful things, joyful things, peaceful things, loving things, eternal things, our things hoped for. And the God who has promised us these things is so faithful and so reliable and so trustworthy. That I'd say this Advent, you know what, hey, let's go ahead and get our hopes up. Amen?
Amen.